it's time to pile on with Action Sports Jack's Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast is brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai of Jacksonville. Welcome to the family. Hey everybody, this is Brent Martineau with a special edition of the Action Sports Jack's Pile On Podcast. Former Jags quarterback Blake Bortles is on to life with the Los Angeles Rams, his next stop in his NFL career. But before he got there, we went back to his hometown and sat down with Blake Bortles. Oviedo High School is where he graduated from. And over the weekend, he did a clinic and camp for his Blake Bortles Foundation. They still love him in Oviedo, Florida. They don't care about the stats, the wins, the losses. They love their NFL player from Oviedo, and that's Blake Bortles. He does so much for the community there and did so much here in Jacksonville as well. But we had a chance to sit down for 20 minutes or so and talk about life after the Jaguars, the last five years, why he picked the Rams, even being a dad, which few people knew that Blake Bortles was a dad, and also talked about his community endeavors, which earned him a nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award this past season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We begin the conversation with that and his reaction to be able to give back and utilize the platform of the NFL. Yeah, it was definitely special um, to kind of, I mean, that was one of the cooler things that um, I've ever been a part of and nominated for uh, in my life to, to do that and have people recognize uh, and appreciate the difference that, we, you know, all 32 of the nominees and so many more guys across the league are trying to make in the communities uh, that they play in or, or that they're from um, and was cool. And, and the fact that all of us do this and nobody ever expects to be nominated or be shown um, any sort of appreciation for that. I, th- I think, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of everybody when we all do it because it's stuff we really care about and are passionate about and, you know, have a platform to make a difference and want to do so. So um, it was pretty cool to be a part of that and be, you know, in that group of 32 men. You've uh, uh, been hammered at times. Yeah. <laughs> was it nice to kind of put what you do in perspective and take the football aside of it and all the criticism but actually be applauded for the bigger picture, the platform that you get to use and, and help people out. Right. No, totally. Um, I mean, it, it, and I've never had a problem with, um, you know, if you're going to criticize me on how I am as a football player, I, I get that. There's people that there's jobs is to talk about how we play yeah, yeah. Um, as players, and I've never had a problem with that. Uh, but I think, like you talked about, it kind of changes the perspective and the lens of it all when you're able to come out here and do this and, and hold a youth camp on, you know, the football field that I grew up playing on. Um, really kind of puts it all into perspective and kind of, I think, just sets the priorities and uh, what's important in life. Is there a responsibility for you here? Uh, Because I was talking to your dad and I said, is is there another NFL guy comes from Oviedo High School? Uh, I know Haggerty now exists too and Jeff Driscoll's from over there, but do you feel a sense of responsibility as someone that these kids can look up to and your name's going to always be associated with this place? You know, I think, um, I guess I could just hope for, you know, I, growing up, I'd never, I, all I wanted to do was play at the next level. I wanted to be, um, as a kid coming and watching Friday night games here, uh, I, I wanted to be the quarterback on a Friday night. And then I started doing that and it was like, wow, now I really want to play on Saturdays. I want to be a college football player. And then that kind of, um, you know, transition and wow, I'm going to have a chance to play in the NFL. And, you know, I, I hope that, um, you know, whether I've carved the path or whatever you want to say I, I can be a guy that you know kids can look up to and say he he went through the same programs that we went through he lived in the same place he went to the same school he sat in the same classrooms and he made it to the NFL you know so hopefully give kids um, the hope that that you know it's possible and they can do it as well that being said I also feel like there's a sense you come home 
and there's an appreciation for Blake Bortles. I mean, I know sometimes in Jacksonville that's not always the case from a football or in the world you live in, it's not always the case. But is there almost a sense of comfort here oh, that, that people like, they know Blake Bortles yeah. and they think Blake Bortles is cool regardless of stats or what anybody else is talking about. Right, yeah, this will always be home. And there's so many people, and that was, because you kind of get in the fishbowl, right? Living in Jacksonville, Jacksonville, you get in the fishbowl of, you know, everybody thinks I suck, everybody hates me, everybody this, everybody that. Um, and be able to come here and hang out with everybody and see so many people that were, um, you know, huge parts of my life growing up and mentors to me. And uh, you, you see that they don't care how you do, how you are as a football player. Like you said, they, they, know, they know who I am as a person, um, and that's the person that they care about. Uh, and, and anything else, you know, football-wise or sports career-wise, is kind of just extra, uh, good or bad. It's you know, it's part of it. Now you're right. You live in a fishbowl, but the other part of that is not everybody thinks you suck right. in, in Jacksonville. You got a lot of love when this whole thing ended. Uh, how much did it mean to you to to get all the feedback that you got and people that appreciated what you did? off the field and, and on the field too in your five years in Jackson. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, like you said, when you're in it, right, and there's you, you hear a couple people say a couple things and all of a sudden you think that's the opinion of, of everybody. Um, and, and like you said, that wasn't the case. You know, Jacksonville was my home for five years. Uh, Dave and Shad uh, and Gus gave me an opportunity to, to fulfill my dream, you know, five years ago. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful to them and the organization and the city. I mean, I loved living there. Uh, like we just talked about, I'll keep my house there, you know, for a while at least um, and, and be back all the time. So I've made a lot of friends, uh, both in and around the Jags organization and outside of it um, that are people that just live in Jacksonville. So it's definitely a, a place I'll always call home and, and had a big part you know, in my life. You're a competitive guy, prideful guy. You've rebounded. You're now with the LA Rams. Did that help ease some of the whatever that you were feeling about uh, the thing ending in Jacksonville? Yeah, it did. And it felt, I think I was... Uh, I was jobless for like five days and it felt like a year and a half. Um, so obviously my first time ever going through free agency and having to deal with that and being released and having to find a new home. Um, and I, I couldn't be more happy to be with the Rams. Uh, an unbelievable organization and spending time with, with Sean uh, McVay and, and being around their facility and talking to coaches, I'm fired up about it. Um, it's, a start, it's a new start, it's a new chapter uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. How much can he help you? Uh, because he's known as uh, not really quarterback whisperer, but an innovative offensive guy, knows the position well. He's obviously helped Jared quite a bit, you can tell. So, I mean, are, how much are you looking forward to that? How much do you think he can advance your game as an NFL player? Yeah, he. I mean, he was uh, a huge part of the reason on why um, that was where I chose to go and sign with them. Uh, I think kind of just from an outside perspective looking in on it, you see the coaches that have come from under him that have kind of been plucked uh, now throughout the league to go be uh, OCs or head coaches elsewhere. Um, and it was kind of, I, I want to be around that you know like you said everybody's kind of raved about you know how smart he is offensively and the way he runs his team and how impressive it is for him to be able to do that at such a young age um, and it was for me it was how, how can I get around that how can I learn from that how can you know I better myself um, you know for the long run down the road uh, for my career I feel like you like that uh, you you related well to Nathaniel Hackett a younger guy uh, you're you're a guy's guy in the locker room but does it almost help that McVay's 32 years old and they've got a young staff on the offensive side and you almost feel 
more comfortable in that situation? Yeah, and I, and I mean, I think anybody's probably like that. Like, it's easier to relate to guys that are closer to you in your age. Um, it, it just, it, it makes it easier. They, you know, kind of have experienced the same things in life. They kind of do similar stuff. Um, so being around Hackett for me was incredible. I owe him, um, you know, a ton, how much I learned from him. Uh, and, you know, kind of in moving to LA and being with McVay now, it's um, how can I further that, that learning and continue to get better and, um, you know, kind of be better in all assets of playing quarterback. I was thinking uh, Washington looking at their situation, thinking of Miami looking at their situation. Like, yeah, that could be a couple landing spots for you as a starting quarterback right. again, potentially. Do you almost need this to kind of get a backseat view, if you will? Everybody loves the backup quarterback. Right. You know that. Um, so do you almost need that? Take a breath from what's been a rat race, uh, in a sense, in the last five years? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was a different decision uh, kind of to go through this whole thing and like you said there were some places where um, you know I, I could have maybe showed up as a starter or played uh, or had a, a better likelihood of playing this year than than going to LA um, but it was kind of a, what, what can we do to set ourselves up for that next opportunity to be the starting quarterback in the NFL again. Let's not rush into a place uh, in, in a bad situation and blow that opportunity. Uh, let's be patient about it and, and get, you know, go to the Rams and whether it's uh, a year, five years, 10 years, however long, you know, I, I can spend there and be around those guys and learn um, and then hopefully get that opportunity to go play in this league again. I was, we heard rumors of even like a New England or a play. I mean, you hear all sorts of rumors during free agency. Did you have offers? Did you have some opportunities to be to kind of pick your spot, or was it, hey, this is? You just talked about the Rams situation, but right. was that kind of like, well, this is this is our chance. Let's take it. Yeah, no, there was um, there was a couple options. I was supposed to fly uh, to a bunch of different places um, the week that I ended up signing with the Rams, and and they were actually the first visit. And uh, before going on any visits, kind of just thinking about it, uh, that that was where I wanted to be. It was where I thought um, the best decision for me to be was. And, and then after going there and spending a day with them and being around everybody, it kind of just solidified that. And um, I just shut it down and you know called everybody and said, hey, thanks for the interest. Uh, I'm gonna sign with the Rams. That's pretty good. Uh, you're due six and a half million dollars from the Jags, no matter what. Was there a part of you that said, "Hey, sign me for a dollar and make those guys pay the yeah. rest"? Yeah, no. I was thinking about just uh, <laughs> just not playing next year and going to all the home Jags games, <laughs> sitting in the crowd. Uh, um, you can be the guy that heckles someone. Yeah, right. Exactly. So um, yeah, wearing my big Brandon Linder jersey. <laughs> in the crowd but uh no it's i mean all that I, I have no idea how that stuff works i asked somebody the other day like so do they pay the rams and then the rams pay me or do i get they i don't know how any of that works so um i mean i'm unbelievably fortunate to be able to play the game i love and get paid to do it so uh whoever pays that money i appreciate it <laughs> is there listen you're kind of a young guy still competitive guy um i know there's a part of you that feels you were a bit of the scapegoat here. Uh, and, and I know, I think your support system would probably feel the same way. From what you did in the AFC Championship game to three and one start and then everything breaking around behind, around you. Uh, is there a part of you that's just like, like you just, are you mad at the Jags a little bit? Like, no. guys, this wasn't, this wasn't all my fault right. type of thing. Is yeah. there any part no, of No, I like wouldn't that? say that um, at all. I mean, like you said, we went from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and, and you know, being a play away from, from winning the AFC Championship game uh, to having a really good start and then uh, kind of the wheels falling off and us not being able to get out of the slump. Um, and, and, you know, as a quarterback, you kind of, you know, head coach, offense coordinator, quarterback, like those are really the three guys that get blamed when you don't win, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you got to win in this league and uh, you can only lose for so long until you're replaced and they find somebody else to do it. 
So I totally understand that. I think anybody that plays quarterback uh, understands that. And it comes with kind of the job. You, you get more credit than you deserve and you get more blame than you deserve. And it's part of it. Um, and, you know, I'm super appreciative and loved every minute of being in Jacksonville. Obviously, wish it would have turned out different. Um, and, and, you know, we would have had a better year last year. And I would have loved to have, you know, played my whole career there. But uh, it's part of it. And I totally understand that. Tom Coughlin said recently, Dave Caldwell said recently, listen, we don't regret the extension last year at all. Uh, he earned it coming off that, that 2017 year. I would imagine there are probably still mixed reviews on trying to, to keep you and do you think it was just a change of scenery thing or they had to kind of win now and say we need to do something else. Right. You know, I think every you're always in in the win now mindset. Everybody wants to win a Super Bowl this year. Um, that's the goal. You start every season. All 32 teams have the same goal of, of being the one team that brings that trophy home. Uh, and, and we certainly did and had a high expectations in our building. You know, following that um, you know 2017 season and AFC Championship loss. Uh, and then for us to go out there and start the way we did and then finish the way we did. Um, you know, it, it was tough. It was a lot of of adversity there was a lot of things that went wrong and there's so much of that I think anybody would tell you you need a couple breaks to, to have a good NFL season you, you need guys to stay healthy you need to get lucky a little bit and have some things go your way uh, and we just didn't you know and that's part of it and um, you know by no means did I play at, at a high enough level um, so you know like I said I, I get the fact that they had to make a change they got to set themselves up to, to, to win football games and have a chance to win a Super Bowl I'm not gonna lie to you I died on the, the Blake Bortles Hill for a while there um, and, and one of the last ones standing but uh, it does come at you fast, right? 2017 AFC Championship game of five minutes away, uh, playing really good ball the first month of the year, three and one, two maybe your best games, Patriots right. and Jets. Right. Looked like Blake Bortles starting to take off, and then Kansas City, yeah. and a month later you're benched. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it came fast, but you know, that's part of it. I knew, um, you know, I had been benched a couple of times in my tenure in Jacksonville and uh, knew that was part of it and that I was no different than anybody else. And if I wasn't performing, they were gonna put somebody else out there and give them a chance, uh, regardless of if, you know, I was on a rookie deal or if I had signed an extension uh, or whatever it may be. So um, it, 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 it turned fast. Um, and, you know, I'd love to be able to go back and try anything I could to change it. Um, but it's part of it. And I think, you know, everybody that was involved in it, uh, you know, it'll, it'll make us all better. I think, you know, it'll for sure make me better down the long run. And I'll be able to look back hopefully in 10, 12 years and say, you know, that helped, you know, develop me as a person and as a player. When did you know it was done? Um, I mean, I always, after uh, when I got bench the second time I guess it was kind of um, I knew you know and I uh, never really hit until um, you know Dave called me and said hey you know we're gonna sign Foles and let you go was kind of um, you know when it hit home and sunk in and uh, I mean there was a, a couple hour period there where you know it was kind of a pity party feeling bad for myself and um, you know talking to my parents and, and brother and agent and I was like I, we'll get out of this and you know this won't be the, the moment that defines my career my life and uh, like I said it'll be something to look back on and say you know it, it was a stepping stone or um, you know an up and down on the roller coaster that, that was part of the journey so uh, it, it's all part of it. Was that, that was a few days before they signed Foles right? Yeah hey, well um, I think Wednesday, free agency opened on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Dave, I think Dave called me Tuesday, okay. uh, which I was obviously super appreciative of, of him calling me, letting me know, and then obviously releasing me so I have an opportunity to go get on somewhere else. So yeah. um, I was thankful that, that they allowed me to do that. Your support staff, mom and dad, a lot of other people, they hear it all, right? You're kind of in that insulation. It's, right. it's usually harder on everybody else. Yeah. It's almost good for everybody, the, the Blake Bortles camp 
to kind of have something different now and, yeah. and not and maybe get away from that for a bit? I think so, definitely. I think um, obviously the change in position, right? I'm not going to LA to be the starting quarterback. Um, I'm out of Florida. I'm further away, right? Uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of people that care about me in Hollywood as the backup quarterback for the Rams. Um, so it, it'll be totally different. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm sure my mom's looking forward to, to not having to read bad stuff about her son, even though she won't listen to me when I tell her to stop reading it. Um, so I, I think it'll be good for everybody. Sorry, mom. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about it. She, 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 uh, she doesn't have quite the thick skin. That, uh, that She's not supposed did. to, though. No, no, exactly. She's a mom. Well, you're learning that with that stuff. I heard something today when you walked in here. I, did, I told you this. I don't think I, I'd ever hear. You said, hold on, I have to change a diaper. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, Remy didn't get, uh, she didn't get her morning dumping. We had to leave early, so when uh, we, we made it all the way down here, and um, it was time for a diaper change, so. How's dad life? It's awesome. She's incredible. Um, it, it'll be a challenge to go to California and be that far away from her, uh, but figure out ways to, to see her as much as possible. Does it change you? Maturia, yeah, yeah. all those things that and, and even And having her um, around, I mean, she's only 15 months old, but having her around this past year and going through all that, uh, it was awesome because that was something that, um, you know, my parents love me, right? And, yeah. and going home to them, they watch the game. They know football. They know sports. And, um, I mean, my dad will tell me I didn't play good at the drop of a hat. So there was a lot of that going on there. <laughs> to be able to see her and, and have her have no idea um, what I was doing, how I'd play, who cared if I played good or bad, it, it was awesome. It kind of... Um, um, you know, like so many of these things do, put it all in perspective. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's cliche, but it, I mean, it really. You've heard guys say that before, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, and you really never works. understand it until until yeah. you have that. Um, you know, because when when I didn't have a daughter and it was just me, it was kind of, uh, it's all you could think about. It was all I ever cared about was was football and how can we win and how can I play better. And um, that's still all you think about. But at the same time, it's kind of a breath of fresh air to kind of have somebody that's around and, and loves you regardless of, of how you play, uh, how you play the game. We're going to wrap up so you can get back to the kids, but let me ask you a tougher question about your five years. With that being said, did you, there have been narratives out there. Did you party too much? Did you not work hard enough in the off season? Right. Did you do any of those things that you maybe, that might be true or not up to your standard or that you learned from? I mean, what? Do you look back on it and say, well, I could have, right. should have, would have? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, the only thing I would change w would have been early on. I, I didn't know. We, I mean, we went out and drank all the time in college, and then I moved two, uh, two hours north and uh, was 21 years old, and it was like, why, why would I change? That took two years or so, um, maybe a year and a half, probably a little longer than it should have. But I, that would be the only thing I'd change. I, I, I've always um, you know, thought of myself as someone that worked extremely hard in the off season and put a lot of time in. It, it kind of perfected my craft. Um, but you know, I would say that that narrative got written early on in my career when I was young, and deservingly so. I, I was at the bar often. Um, and you know, the last two or three years, I probably went to the bars less than 10 times. It was special occasions for friends' birthdays or whatever. Um, so I mean, that was, that was kind of a growing you know, pain that I had to go through. Um, but it, it was definitely something that kind of stuck with me from what I did early on. Interesting, uh, Dave Caldwell said recently he regrets playing you your first year because I think the plan was to sit, you right. know, learn the game, all right. those things. Do you agree with him? You know, I, I think, um, you know, I've always said there's, there's good cases and bad cases of, of both, right? There's Aaron Rodgers, um, and then there's guys that played early that did great, and there's guys that did both that, you know, did poorly as well. Um, so I, I think, 
uh, is part of it. I wouldn't have changed. I thought I learned a ton my rookie year. Um, I, I didn't think it, it hurt me or um, you know prohibited me from growing or getting better. I, w I was able to kind of um, you know take the blows and roll with it and learn uh, you know as I was going through it. You know, I was super lucky to have Chad Henney with me uh, for four years and learned a lot from him and spending time with him. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I mean, that's obviously something I'm sure uh, you know a regret of his that he uh, he probably thinks you know would have helped my career. Um, and I appreciate that, but uh, I, I enjoyed playing my first year. I enjoyed kind of learning from the experience and being thrown into the fire early. All right, let's get the dirt. How much of a mess was that locker room last year when it all started going bad? Um, I mean, it, it was tough. I mean, when you lose, what do we lose, eight, nine in a row? Yeah. Um, it, it, I don't know any locker room in any professional sport in the world that would be okay with that. There's going to be issues. There's going to be guys that say stuff, um, and that's part of it. And I don't think anybody in that locker room did anything or said anything uh, maliciously or ill-intended. Um, it was frustrations of us not playing as good as we thought we could play and being as good as we should have been, um, and it's part of it. I mean, I was as frustrated as anybody in that place, uh, and, and guys handle things differently. Your shock value when Hackett got fired. Uh, that was big. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that that would happen. I thought, um, you know, maybe I would get benched or they would the fire, right, which is kind of an odd move. Um, but I, I don't know if I understand that one. But uh, I guess that that was different. You know, we had been together for four years, um, and, and, you know, I owe him a ton. He taught me a ton, and, and to watch him get fired, um, you know, without – any inclination of, of that coming, you know. Um, I knew I wasn't playing good at the time. I thought there was a chance that I got benched, um, but but for him to get fired, I thought was uh, that that was surprising for sure. If Nick Foles is going to succeed in Jacksonville, 2019 beyond, what do you think he needs? What would what would you craft on yeah, the offensive it, side of the ball? Yeah, I mean that, it's an unbelievably talented football team, and if everybody's healthy, that's all you need. I mean they got everybody there, and I think that's any problem in the NFL. When you get beat up with injuries, it's hard to win football games in the league. Um, so I mean that's all. He's an unbelievable football player. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, and there's a ton of guys that are lifelong friends of mine that are still in that locker room and playing for that team. So uh, you know I hope you know more than anything they can stay healthy and have a good year. And Nick does well. Uh, lastly, will you? Stay tied to Jacksonville. I know you're going to keep the house for a bit, but the foundation, uh, you know, once this all clears out and 10 years from now, will Blake Bortles still be going back to Jacksonville as, as the guy that built a bit of a foundation? Right. You know, I don't know. We're not going to do the golf tournament there this year. Um, they're still going to do the POW camp. Uh, unfortunately, I can't be there. Uh, I'll be in LA, but I, I think as far as the football camp, I, you know, I don't think we have plans to stop that. That's something that's really cool that we've partnered with POW and been able to do that. Um, and it's been awesome. Uh, and, and I don't know, you know, maybe we move the golf tournament down here to Oviedo and do it, um, do it down here around the same time as this. So it's all kind of stuff to figure out. Um, you know, I have, I have zero, um, zero negative feelings towards Jacksonville. That, uh, that's, that's definitely will still be home for a while. Can an Oviedo guy make it in LA? I don't know. I guess the good thing is like we're north of LA, like we're <laughs> out of there a little bit. The traffic and uh, there's a lot going on out there. <laughs> good luck, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, Thanks Tom. You've been listening to Action Sports Jack's Pile On with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. Today's sports podcast has been brought to you locally by Jenkins Hyundai of Jacksonville. Welcome to the family.